So hello and welcome to episode number nine of the Nintendo Switch UK podcast. Thank you very, very much for downloading. I'm Mike. I'm Anton and unfortunately Al couldn't make it this week. Oh no. (laughs) I know, I know. Well, the thing is that this is partly my fault. Over the next couple of weeks, we aren't going to have Alistair's dulcet tones, but it's because the next two weeks uh, I've got to move the time that we record to the Monday. So you'll still get the Switch podcast. It might be a touch later than it is normally, maybe by 24 hours or so, but you will still get it. Alistair can't make it those nights. So that means the plan is we might be introducing you to one or two new people as well but uh, don't worry Alistair will be back and we'll be back to getting beaten on the quiz by you Anton in a few weeks time how how am I meant to get a lead if he's not here this is is a scam I say well we could have just done the quiz you know and then he's if he's not quick enough to answer then that's not it's not your fault Anton that's not my fault (laughs) no we wouldn't do that to him we wouldn't do that to him so uh, as always as we find at this point in the week there's so much to talk about and there really is uh, a lot to talk about in terms of rumours. So we're going to be coming on to that. We're going to start with some news. But before that, just a couple of bits of feedback, uh, some more feedback through on Twitter. Thank you very much to everyone else, everyone who's been tweeting us and talking to us on Twitter. We do try and stay quite active as much as we can. Anton and myself kind of share the duties. So you never know who's replying. It's a mystery. mystery. (laughs) It's the Scooby-Doo of the internet. It really is. Get ready. Although maybe not quite as exciting as a Scooby-Doo episode. But uh, so thank you very much to everyone who has tweeted is also we had um uh, a tweet from Simon Meredith who says just finished listening to the entirety of the NSUK podcast awesome chill and informative podcast plus gotta love the quiz well you're absolutely right because we love the quiz <laughs> yeah or do we have a sad story for you today oh, uh, no. <laughs> no the sad story being that we ain't doing the quiz today so sorry about that Simon but thank you very much for the feedback and uh, keep it coming and also if you are on iTunes or you uh, can leave us a review on iTunes that would be fantastic if you're subscribed on the give us a ideally a five star review would be would be perfect really but uh, yeah and if you ever have one of those moments when you're listening along screaming like i know something that i want to contribute here send us an all capitalized tweet of your thoughts and opinions yes yeah, so nice angry one. that's fine as angry as you like that's no problem we're we can we can handle that you should have talked about this or you need to talk about that's fine we'll, we'll, we'll we're cool with it uh, nsuk podcast on twitter is uh, what you need and you can also head to nsukp.co.uk which is the website and we're on Facebook as well Anton yeah um, just NSUKP, uh, pod, NSUK podcast on Facebook and uh, whether you're on Facebook and Twitter you'll still get the full skew of content and definitely feel free to engage like we do some news on there so if you're wanting just like your kind of constant stream of Switch news, it's a good place to go, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, we'll try and keep you up to date as much as we can. And with that, well, it's been a busy week and we're starting with some big, big news. I know. Tell us the people want to know. Well, a lot of people will know this, but let's talk about it anyway, Anton. Yeah, so uh, if, if you are not aware, Reggie fils president of Nintendo of America, has sadly left uh, after 15 years working there, which is insane. That was like... 
God, that would have been during the GameCube era. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he was there for the launch of the the Wii and the Wii U, and he mm-hmm. was there for uh, the 3DS. And um, would he have been there for the yeah the DS as well? In fact, yeah, the DS was 04. So yeah, because he was there. Like I remember, I think the first game he showed off was Twilight Princess on the GameCube and Wii. At the time, it was the Revolution, which was so bizarre. But yeah, he's he's retiring in April, and he's getting replaced by no no more than Mr. Bowser, President Bowser. Right. So tell us a bit about President Bowser. Oh, uh, well, beyond just having the the most ironic name ever, he's been working there for a while. I think he started back in 2015, and he's like head of finance. So I don't know how much credibility he has as a, a his game name's creator, Bowser. But... He's going to be great. I mean, d- yeah. he must have changed his name. I think like that was like his f- f- like foot to get in the door. It's like, hey, you've got instant talking points. Oh, um, but yeah, like I think I think he the investors seem to have a lot of hope in him because I think after this deal went through, the stocks for Nintendo went right up. So saw that, yeah, yeah, uh, promising stuff there. But it's so sad to see Reggie go. Like he's had so many iconic moments working at Nintendo. What I thought was really interesting reading the feedback and the reaction to that announcement earlier in the week is that there's a bit of a mixed feeling about Reggie. I mean, some people absolutely love him. Many people grew up with him as well as being the person that's revealed everything about, you know, uh, Nintendo over the last 15 years. And certainly I think the Directs have been a bit of a revolution. The fact that the Directs have kind of taken over from the likes of E3 as being where we we get our Nintendo news. Um, So he's done a lot of good in that sense. But a lot of people kind of see him as a bit of a mouthpiece. They don't really feel that he does anything other than just kind of give us the the sugar coating that maybe we don't always want but it's a it has been a mixed bag of reaction to his time his 15 mm-hmm. years yeah because uh, it's a weird one because obviously a lot of people love nintendo and he's kind of been the the figurehead and like face of nintendo for the western side but at the same time a lot of the time he worked in nintendo it was like during the wii era and for the wii u era it was the majority of the time there so it's whether or not uh, and for a lot of people, that isn't what they see as the kind of golden eras of Nintendo. So yeah. it is true. There's kind of a mixed perception there. Well, good luck to him, whatever he does. We look forward to Doug Bowser's reign. And um, I think it's April. So I'm kind of hoping we get one more Reggie direct before oh, he leaves. That, w- that would be lovely. Just even because like, the video alone that he put up on the Twitter account was very kind of heartfelt and laid back, which... He, he has always kind of felt like the suit of Nintendo, even in the yeah. kind of goofy videos. So it's kind of nice to see him laid down. And it's kind of uh, very humble to kind of see him retiring. So, yeah. so I know before this, he was like the head of finance at Pepsi or something. Well, that's it. He, he, had, a, he had a big track record. And I think that's where some people have a problem in that they see him very much as a businessman through and through. And this was just the next part of his personal business plan. But then, you know, does that really matter? I mean, can, can't you join something and then grow to absolutely love it? Like, I think he genuinely does. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just think the fact that it's, it's kind of just nice to see somebody retire. Like, I think when... I, I first saw the headlights like Reggie's leaving Nintendo I was like oh no he's going to go off and work for another company but the fact that he's just literally retiring to spend time with his family it's just it's very nice to see it is you'll have plenty of time to play his Switch just before we do move on to rumours have you been playing anything this week Anton? oh uh, just Tetris 99 it's been destroying my life <laughs> yeah, I've, I've gone to number 2 now and it's like trying to get that little wee foot over to make it into the, the Get that battle royale. It's not happened yet. How about yourself, Mike? Uh, Just briefly on that, James, who we are hoping will join us next week, uh, he 
made it to number one and had great pleasure really? in sending me screenshots. <laughs> oh. uh, to be fair, I, I don't blame him. I mean, he, he had them up in his Snapchat and everything because big achievement. I've I've been playing Tetris 99 um, badly, but I've been playing it. And uh, what else have I been playing? Oh, so I've, uh, I've played something which I've wanted to pick up for a while. Finally picked it up this week. I had a bit of money left over on my um, e- e-store account, e-shop account. And uh, picked up Road Redemption, which is the oh, the kind the of Road Rash sale one. Yes, the 2019 version of Road Rash. So, having my initial uh, play of it for about an hour or so, really fun, really a lot of fun to play. Very, very similar to Road Rash in kind of execution. Hmm. A bit more brutal. I mean, it's a bit more of an adult version of Road Rash. Although Road Rash, to be fair, at times could be quite brutal in its own way. Um, the one thing I didn't like is the single player campaign. They've they've gone for this kind of. Um, uh, so, uh, what do you call it when you they generate the the level procedurally? So it doesn't. It, oh. It's different every time. What's that called again? Yeah, uh, yeah. Just uh, oh, procedurally generated levels. Or something. <laughs> probably that's probably right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> probably something simple. Yeah, something. But anyway, so what it does um, is basically if you die in the race, you have to start over again and right from the start. Oh. And anything or, or anything that you've collected doesn't get. Um, carried, carried across, you lose it all. Um, there are certain things that kind of redeem that slightly where you can keep going with uh, and, it, and it, you'll, it'll let you keep it even if you start over. But it kind of put me off a bit and, and I did a bit more research into it, but did a bit more reading of it. And um, sure enough, I'm not the only person that's complained about this. It seems to be that um, a few people have said, you know what, the, the campaign mode, they just kind of fell short. But the courses are great. Um, it, it looks good. It's solid. It's a lot of fun to play. There's nothing more satisfying than getting somebody with a weapon as you're uh, in second place uh, about to cross the line and you manage to get them with a weapon and end up in first. It's it's great. So a, a lot of fun. It's on sale right now. That's why I picked it up. It was about £9 or something in the store. So maybe slightly more than that, but not much. Uh, so well worth checking out. Interesting. Is it like a, a modern racer or is it kind of more like a, that Horizon chase game where it's kind of classic gameplay with modern aesthetics? Yeah, it's it's a little bit of both. I mean, they've got police in there, for example. There's police um, vehicles on the, the, the courses that I played anyway, and it gives it a little bit of a different kind of feel. You know, you, you, I don't know what happens if you get caught by the police. I assume that it's game over, but um, it's kind of in between. It's a racer, but there's but there's certainly got that kind of... It's, I mean, if you've played Road Rash... Expect that, basically, but done um, done in a more kind of 2019 kind of way. There's a few extras in there, but no, it's, it's good. It's really good. I haven't tried online yet. I've only played a couple of the courses, as I say, only about an hour in, but certainly it's something that if I was wanting to, to kill a couple of hours just playing something without thinking too much, um, I'll, I'll definitely go back to it. So I'll ask me again in five hours and I'll see if I'm bored of it yet. Interesting. It's kind of what I'm kind of always had my eye on, but the game please kind of... It's looked fun, but it's kind of looked like it could fall short. So I'm going to be interested to see kind of your report back to see yeah, how it's faring. Yeah, I've had a few people say that they really loved it at first, but found it quite repetitive after a while. So we'll see if that's that's the case. Um, and I want to try it out on um, multiplayer as well. I want to have a go against somebody and see if that changes the feel of it. Anyway, that is this week and this week's news, because that's really the big bit of news. But there are loads and loads of rumours. No, I'm not we are starting with The Witcher 3. Is it coming to the Switch? Oh, fingers crossed, but there is new evidence to suggest this, so everybody get their fingers crossed. Uh, so CD Projekt Red, the creator of all three Witcher games, 
has done a couple job listings for some software engineers and like uh, a head software engineer as well, um, looking to make a game set in the GOG universe, uh, Galaxy, which is the universe that both the Witcher franchise is in and the Gwent Witcher base card game is based in, and they're looking for somebody to work in those in that universe and to make a game for ps4 pc xbox and nintendo switch so put that together please don't be just gwent coming to the switch no. uh, a witcher card game would be the the ultimate tease of the century yeah I, I, it is something that is possible and i'm quite happy if that comes as long as we get the witcher 3 as well because yeah uh, it would be a good pairing like imagine it would be a nice way to kind of sell it as a £50 game. It's like, oh, it's a collection of games. It's a Game of the Year edition and Gwen, which might be a path to go. Well, the thing is that The Witcher 3 is such a huge game, but we know that the Switch has been more than capable of playing games that are huge. We know that we have the likes of Skyrim. We know that even like the likes of Breath of the Wild, it can be done. Uh, we've got Assassin's Creed 3 coming, which is a huge, huge game. Uh, so, no, I'm... I- I'm kind of hopeful and I'm kind of we are going to come on to something else a little bit later in the chat as well which suggests that we might be seeing a few more really good ports on the way Um, but The Witcher 3 certainly I think that's a bit of a favourite amongst Switch fans for something that would just be right at home on the Switch we've mentioned it before we don't need to kind of labour the point too much but it is certainly a a good potential home yeah I won't lie I've kind of always sound the kind of fence off of I don't think it's it's a really hard game to see coming to Switch. It's really graphically intense, but I think the fact that they're bringing Hellblade uh, to Switch and that game is so graphically intensive and it's kind of in the same photorealistic style. I'm like, you know what? If they can get Hellblade running on here, I don't find it like impossible to believe they could get Witcher 3. Even if they had to downgrade the graphics, I would be happy just playing this with N64 graphics. I just want to give Witcher 3 a go, on the go. It doesn't matter what it looks like, make it pixel art, I'll, I'll find a way. Witcher 64, there you go, that's an idea. Uh, no, I'm, I'm with you. I think that uh, after seeing Hellblade uh, on the way, that there's every chance. There's every chance that this could be real. I think um, I think the Switch has surprised a lot of people, actually, and I think mm-hmm. that I'm including developers in that, and they've gone, hmm, hang on a minute, <laughs> Skyrim's running really well, let's try something. Um, and, you know, if we get the same guys that did the ports of Skyrim and Doom uh, involved uh, or ones of that kind of calibre, then who knows, the sky could be the limit when it comes to uh, to some of the ports. Yeah, because they've been quiet for a while, because I think the last game they did was Warframe. Yeah, uh, that was amazing. That team. And that was a splendid port, but they've been quiet for that because the last couple of ports before them were kind of back to back and then they've just been quiet for a bit. So well, hopefully there's some exciting stuff in the pipeline. Well, we have the rumours, as we mentioned last week about March, uh, being a month of some big port announcements. So watch this space. I would not be surprised one bit if we get a few big announcements in March. All right, then moving on to some Super Smash Bros. Ultimate data mining, which suggests uh, some stuff about Joker from Persona yeah. 5. So, um, obviously, we know we're getting the Joker, yeah. but uh, recent data mine suggests that we're going to be getting a stage to go along with him, which is exciting. And uh, kind of just leaning off that and kind of leaning back into our conversation about the Moiplats, I have a conspiracy theory for you, Mike. Go on, then. Oh, so, obviously, we've had the rumours of third-party games coming to Switch, and then a couple months ago, we had that mystery Persona 5 R trailer 
what which apparently yes. didn't give us any information but said we're going to be seeing more in March. Coincidence? Hmm, I don't think so. So, okay then, what what's your prediction here? Are you saying are you saying that you think that we're going to get the uh we're going to get the the stage in Smash Brothers or are we going to get Persona 5? I think we're going to get a, a new version of Persona 5 in March. <sighs> that I'm put I'm not putting money on it. But I'm putting like maybe like the change I've got left down like in a pocket somewhere. That that's on it. <laughs> well, interesting. Just before the last direct, I was kind of looking around Twitter to see what people were saying, and the big thing was a lot of people were saying, "Oh, it's been leaked. Persona Five is leaked. We know it's coming now." And then, of course, it didn't happen at the direct. So that would add more weight to it that maybe someone somewhere has said by the way you're getting you're going to get this but it hasn't happened yet so yeah i guess watch the space is the story of the day but it's certainly quite a strong rumor as well especially if you um couple in the the smash brothers stuff as well you know it would make a lot of sense yeah and kind of uh, leaning on to the kind of the Atlant- <clears throat> atlas and kind of persona rumors uh the kind of creators of persona 5 atlas yeah. have recently done a new survey uh talking to fans and kind of gauging interest in many of their key franchises so kind of we'll give you a franchise and be like do you want dlc for this do you want this for this do you want a nintendo switch port and uh they were asking fans whether or not they would be interested in nintendo switch ports coming for persona catherine yeah. dragon's crown and shimigansi tensei which would be very exciting all across the board well catherine is a game that is uh, so weird and um, I've played a bit of cast and I haven't played through it but I would love to again I say this a lot but like, a lot of these titles are ones that I would play more on the Switch than any other console I've ever had before so um, yeah that would be great and we'll, we'll watch again to see what does happen but that survey does indicate that they're certainly considering it I mean I don't think that's I think you can almost call that news they're considering it because it's more than a rumour isn't it I mean they're, they're yeah. literally asking people do you want to give us your money? <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. Uh, but Catherine would be a really good contender just while we're talking about because they've recently yeah. done the Catherine Full Bodied on PS4 and PlayStation Vita, which has just came out recently. Uh, so they're clearly interested in kind of re-spicing up attention in it. They're clearly in the mood of pouring it. So come on, give it to Switch. It would be such a good fit. Yes, please. Uh, now, we know we're definitely getting the Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney trilogy. And uh, we also know that it's actually, I think it's already on the Japan eStore. I did see a review of it up the other week. I know in the Japan one, if you were to go there and download it, you'll actually get the English language version as well. Um, the rumour is we're getting a release date next week. I think it's going to be a quick turnaround. Yeah, um, it doesn't seem like a game you hype up for 12 months, especially with it being a port of some DS games. And if you were that hardcore of a fan, you can easily set up like a credit card and just buy it from the Japanese eShop. So uh, yeah, I think quick turnaround for this one. I don't imagine us waiting too long, like maybe a month or two even. As long as they give us a physical version, that's the that's the one for me. Because if we can get it, get it on the shelf rather than just on... Uh, a digital format, then it'll be it'll be a definite purchase for me. I mean, it, it probably will be anyway because I love the games and I want to play through them properly, having not done it for a long time. In fact, I think I've only ever played through the first one in full. So uh, there's a lot of content in there as well. I mean, the games are about 20 hours long each, so um, potentially you've got 50, 60 hours worth of gaming. Yeah, just fingers crossed they don't don't break off and just give you the first two games on cart and expect you to download oh, the rest. <laughs> no, 
no, don't do that. Don't do that. And so, like, don't mention it. <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, the thing is, that they're great games. They're very timeless as well. And, and I think with the updated art, they're going to be great. So we'll keep an eye on that. But certainly it looks like we will know probably by this time next week. There's a good chance we'll know. So we will keep an eye out on that. Now, one of the biggest rumours of the week by far. Oh, it's this Xbox rumour. Anton, what's going on? Okay, this is a this takes some this is a story. So there's a leaker known by Direct Feed Games. He has a great reputation for leaking primarily Rockstar related releases, um, which is quite interesting. uh, Why he's came into the fold, but he's got a good track record, however. Uh, And he's made out came out and claimed that Microsoft are working for on a Xbox app for Nintendo Switch. Uh, the Xbox app would kind of include all the stuff you would have in, let's say, an iPhone Xbox app with your friends, the Xbox store where you can go buy stuff. But most interestingly, it would include Project X Cloud, which is a game streaming service, kind of similar to PlayStation Now. It's currently in closed beta. However, it's expected to release in 2019. How quaint. How, how much of a coincidence. And it would allow you to potentially stream your games to Nintendo Switch. And uh, DirectFeed game, Games suggests that with this app, you would be able to stream Xbox Game Pass games to Nintendo Switch, which I'm not sure. Are you familiar with Game Pass, Mike? Um, no. I, I mean, I've p- tried PlayStation Now. Was that their version of it? Was it no? Kind but- of. Uh, so now was like full streaming, kind yeah. of your Netflix. Game Game Pass was kind of like that, but a little bit more designed for today, if you know what I mean. It was essentially, uh, I think it's £8 a month and you get 100 Xbox games, um, Xbox One games just ready to go. Uh, download as many as you want and play them as much as you want. And as well as that, the good thing with Game Pass is you get all Microsoft exclusives day one on release. So you don't get like the hand-me-down titles. It's the uh, brand new AAA games. And overall, the service is quite good for giving you high quality AAA games especially in the multiplayer side because I think they just want players rather than the so is that when you say you download it and you play it are you streaming it when you play or are you do you download it and then play it but then it disappears if you um, stop your game pass so the current version of game pass you don't you can download your game and as lo- you can play it as long as you have a Game Pass subscription for as long as you want and for as long as you have it downloaded. Right. Um, this new xCloud version would be essentially, how it works is essentially in a Microsoft data farm somewhere, mm-hmm. they would have thousands of Xbox Ones and then you literally connect directly to an individual Xbox One and then you can play it remotely on your iPhone, iPad, Android phone or tab- uh, laptop. Uh, so with this, you would potentially on your Switch be able to play any Xbox game you would want that's on Game Pass, which would be very exciting. It's unusual, isn't it? I, it's just such a weird idea and concept to get your head around Microsoft and Nintendo potentially doing something with such a crossover. And I just wonder about how Nintendo feel about it. I mean, obviously, you know, if it happens, then they must feel okay about it. But I mean, you know, does it take away from the stuff that you, you know, obviously it's not the same because you are streaming, but what do you think? Yeah, it's going to be weird, like, from a Nintendo side of it, because take, for instance, right now on Game Pass, you can go in there and get Celeste for free. Yes. So, or you can get uh, City Skylines. City Skylines is like a a £39 game on Switch. I know, yeah. Yeah. but would you pay £39 to get it natively when you can 
pay £8 a month to stream it plus 100 other Xbox games. Mm. It's going to be really weird and kind of potentially fragment the Nintendo ecosystem. Yeah, I'm I'm not convinced about it yet. I mean, I, I think it's potentially a good idea and certainly it's a very uh, forward-thinking idea. You know, whichever way you look at it, it is definitely a kind of, you know, we, we have a lot of streaming of games on the Switch as well in... Um, in Japan, for example, you can play the new Assassin's Creed. It's an Odyssey, I think you can play, you know, streamed, and that's that's a Nintendo thing. But obviously, their infrastructure is very different to here. Um, interesting. I'm not sure. I, I just don't know. I'm not sure how I feel about it yet. In some ways, I think it's great. You know, the more games, the better. But in other ways, I don't know. If I've if I've spent money on games um, that are you know, have been ported to the Switch. Am I then, as you say, am I then going to go, well, actually, I don't want to get that now. I'm going to just pay for this app and do it this way. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of wondering, um, do you recall the recently uh, Steam, the kind of online game? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. PC people. Uh, they did an app called Steam Link. Similar okay. idea, but rather than streaming from a data farm with a PC X console you don't own, you stream from your own machine to your own device. So you could have a PC in your office and then stream it to your iPhone uh, when you're like in a cafe. Mm-hmm. How, and Steam were all good with this. They had the app ready to go and then they launched it and then Apple were like, no, we're not going to let you do that. So I'm wondering if a situation like that could occur where Microsoft gets the technology up and running, the app's ready to go and then Nintendo's like, no, we're not going to let you release it. Yeah, I, I'm just not convinced that that this will get to the stage where it, where it happens. But who knows i mean it could be a kind of a version of what we're thinking it is do you know what i mean it might be ones where we know that okay these are exclusives for um the xbox so we're only going to give you exclusives it's going to be a different price point so we'll get the likes of cuphead um we know that that's been rumored as well or ori in the blind forest that could be another one the interesting thing about ori in the blind forest just briefly is that i know that one of the retailers had a listing for it it was um or it was it was spotted in a, a uk wholesale database which suggests that it is more than just a rumor but isn't that going to be more of a, a port rather than part of this what do you mm-hmm. think yeah, this is kind of the, the second part of Rex Feed's claims. Um, what he's say, saying is essentially kind of titles that lend themselves well to Switch, for instance, Ori in the Blind Forest and Cuphead, yeah. would be getting native ports to Nintendo Switch. Uh, so he suggested Ori would be up in the, the kind of main ones and Cuphead, and we could potentially see this with other titles, um, such as Rare Games, Halo, Forza and the like, any titles that Microsoft kind of feels would be uh, beneficial and wouldn't really kind of clash with their ideologies, which is interesting because mm-hmm. we have seen this before because a lot of people forget during the DS era, like the Xbox 360 era, then Microsoft poured a few of their games to the DS because it wouldn't compete with a Microsoft product. Yeah. Um, and I think if they're wanting to put their streaming service on everything, which... If they're wanting to have their game streamable to an iPhone, it doesn't lose them any more money to port it to a Nintendo Switch, like in terms of streaming. So I think they're just kind of breaking away the idea of uh, Xbox as a console to Xbox as a one over service, which is really fascinating to see. But yeah, as you're saying, uh, there has been leaks of Ori coming to Nintendo Switch physically as well. So this is kind of adding flames to the fire so it's not just direct feed games saying this there's yeah. kind of evidence to suggest this and beyond that uh, Jacques' video 
another kind of online re- um, kind of media outlet has came out and kind of backed up the claims that we're getting Ori, Cuphead, and Rare titles, which would be exciting and a really good fit for Switch. So, with the Rare titles, things like Halo, Gears of War, is that the, the kind of stuff we're talking about? Uh, rare, not, that not would be the like Rare your... stuff, but like as well, you, they'd mention those games as well as the Rare stuff. Yeah, so potentially all like Microsoft Studios could be on Switch, which. Uh, Considering we've had Hellblade, which that's a Microsoft exclusive, uh, and the rumours of Ori is kind of not too impossible. And obviously we've got Minecraft already, so I think Microsoft's kind of loosening their strings. But Well, if you could get the Rare Replay, I'd be be delighted with that. Oh, (laughs) definitely. I'd be quite happy Um, with that. God, that would be interesting. I mean, Even then, just Banjo-Kazooie on Switch. Yeah, I mean, it's a great fit, isn't it? You know, that's the thing about... um, a lot of rare titles and I guess some of those first party titles as well the 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 Microsoft stuff I mean I don't know I'm it's intriguing I'm not sure how much of it I can see the rare stuff I could see a rare replay coming to the switch I can see Cuphead Ori in the Blind Forest Forest I can see I'm not sure about the app I just don't I've just got this feeling that Mike uh, that Nintendo might go Nah, hang on a minute. <laughs> Just mm. hold up. But we will see. It's one to it's one to keep an eye out for anyway. Now yeah, I think it would come down to like how much is in it for Nintendo, how much yeah. money's in it for them. Because I know uh, for instance, the reason the Steam app never got made available on uh, Nintendo on iOS is because uh, Apple wanted to get a cut of all the microtransactions made available. Yeah. However, with the Microsoft app um, Microsoft's kind of complying with that and is going to give Apple a cut of all microtransactions, aka just anything sold in of the apps. I'm wondering if by maybe having kind of a working relationship with Nintendo where they're both benefiting, uh, could we see this kind of weird, bizarre move happening? Because it would also maybe add value to the Switch by having more AAA games coming to the platform. Yeah, yeah. No, well, we'll see what, what does happen. It's a watch this space kind of thing, but certainly Definitely. the rumours are quite strong. So uh, let's see what does happen. One of the games that did come out on the Switch earlier this year, it's a funny one, this one, because I was really excited about Travis Strikes Again, and then I kind of lost a bit of interest in it. I don't know if it just took too long for me and there was other things took away my interest from it, but if you are playing it and loving it, then there's some new DLC. Yeah, uh, they're, they're kind of adding a new minigame to it because it's kind of like a weird minigame yeah. compilation, that game. It's odd. Yeah, that was what was kind of attracting me to it, but I don't know why I've lost the interest in it that I had initially but I just mm. there was just it just didn't click with me after the you know the first time I saw when it was coming I thought yeah that's that's something I'm going to be that's going to be day one for me and then I kind of almost forgot it was out to be honest yeah I think the kind of the hard thing was it is if in my head I, I can't picture what the game's like because obviously it's so hard to engage somebody in one game never mind having to try and sell them on a hundred games mm. uh, like I can't picture the game in my head yet they've shown it off so many times yeah, it's um, interesting. Well, anyway, Black Dandelion is the new DLC. It's going to be released on the 28th and it's included in their 899 season pass. So if you are playing it and loving it, then that might be something that you might want to, to check out. And a little bit of uh, physical collector's news and some good news as well. It's about Bloodstained. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, if any of you were interested in the Symphony of Night Castlevania spectacular yeah, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. The Castlevania-type game, isn't it? Indeed, yeah, the one they showed off the direct. Uh, but yeah, good news. We're going to be getting it physically, which we already knew about, but we're not going to be, get, be getting cost the dreaded switch tax, so... 
Uh, this game's going to cost the same as Xbox One and PlayStation counterparts and kind of They've also unveiled the official artwork for the game, which looks gorgeous, if I don't say so myself. Yeah, it, so. Do, it does look good. I mean, I must admit, if you are a kind of Castlevania-type fan, if you like that type of game, then I think this is pretty much a no-brainer because it, it looks good. People are saying it's great as well. I haven't, um, other than just seeing people playing um, review copies, I haven't seen, I haven't played it or anything myself. I haven't had a go, but... Um, What's the is the when's the release date for it? Uh, it's just a vague twenty nineteen. Um, okay. It has been delayed a few times now, so take that as you may. Uh, I'm kind of of the point of view. I think it's like it looks fairly finished now. That's the uh, thing is that any time I've seen it, it looks like it's ready to go. It looks great, um, mm-hmm. and you know just the kind of in game stuff that they have shown off and that we've seen on these kind of um, preview kind of videos that. It, it, it looks good, and certainly at the the direct, I thought as soon as it came on, I thought, you know, this is this is Castlevania, <laughs> basically. You know, um, yeah, uh, they've got a two D version, which I'm really curious to try. The reviews look really interesting for the not two D one, but the the eight bit version mm-hmm. they've got currently available on Switch. Uh, so. God, it's going to be interesting to see what happened there. I'm still kind of bitter that they cancelled the Wii U port, but I think it's I'm at a small club there. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of forgot all about that until you, um, you... I think you mentioned it before when we were talking about the... the or maybe the direct special it was that you mentioned it. But um, yeah, no, that's certainly one to keep an eye on. Um, again, if you... Especially if, if you are someone that likes to collect physical copies of games. This week I bought um, Mutant League soccer i can't remember which way around it is it's the game the game that was originally the other way around the title on the the mega drive and the snares back in the day and um it's not the same title but they basically it's a very similar game a lot of fun um and the what the reason i'm saying it is because i've bought the physical copy not the digital because it was 10 pounds less to buy the physical from amazon really? yeah where did you get if amazon amazon.co.uk oh, yeah. wow. so it was about 20 pounds and i think when i looked online it was like 25 or something i need to check that so don't you know don't quote me on that but i thought for the price uh for a physical copy of a game which is still pretty new kind of went under the radar for a few people um but well reviewed mutant football league that's what it's called um and um, it used to be Mutant League Football, the old 90s game. So it's one that I loved playing um, first time round or the other version. The, the other, it's not the other version of it. The game that it's based on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved it, you know. So uh, it looks great. I've watched a lot about it. I haven't got it yet. So I'll, I'll tell you next week what I really think of it. But certainly I'm excited about it. And um, that is one that, again, getting the physical copy for me is is really important. Yeah, it's gonna be exciting. I'm excited to hear your review because uh, I think I've got that on the shelf, or if I got the hockey one, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> oh, maybe. The, yeah, well, there was a hockey. I'm really hoping they bring the hockey one um, as well, or they make a hockey one because I, I mentioned this um, a few episodes ago that I really want a hockey and ice hockey game on the Switch, and uh, we haven't really got you know we haven't got like the 2K games ones or the NHL. PA or um, but Mutant League uh, hockey ice hockey would be fantastic I would love that God, I'm so happy to see so many of these kind of classic Mega Drive and SNES era franchises come back like we recently yeah. had Windjammers I'm just like hoping yeah. for like maybe a Comic Zone or a Rice or something like just some good oh, Mega wow, Drive goodness 
constantly. It's never going to happen. That would be but great. I can dream. No, probably not. You, well, you never know. You just never know. I mean, there's so much, um, you know, going on at the moment, and it seems to be. I mean, I don't know if you, I, I don't know if you notice how many new releases the Switch is getting right now. I mean, if we were to do an episode talking about all the new announcements. It would honestly be about double the length of our actual episode because I think this week alone there was something like 20 new announcements. I mean, some of them are obviously um, small small indie titles, but I mean, there's some really good stuff out there and it's, um, it's interesting trying to even keep uh, tabs on what's coming out and what we're missing, you know? Yeah, because, uh, like, I personally, like, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast, but I collect for the Wii U and I'm going for the complete collection there. I've been following the console very, very dearly for the past couple You haven't like, mentioned that years. On, the, uh, on the podcast. I love that. Oh, yeah, I'm going for, going for every game, which uh, which is fun. <laughs> it's going to fill how, a shelf. How are you getting um, on so far? I am currently about, oh, 60% for it, which is wow. pretty good. It's, it's a really good, good library on the Wii U. It's, there's not yeah. really much filler, uh, but the thing is, all the filler are quite cheap if there is any. But anyway, um, when I was following that console, I just remember, like, whenever a game came out, I could keep on top of all of the games, even the kind of really garbage ones. Like, there's one called, like... Uh, Bella something and it's like a Spanish singing game and it's just like oh okay this is I'm on top of all my Wii U stuff and I could do that for like years but now with the Switch it's like I can't even keep on top of what I want to keep on top of it's insane well the um, the one I'm kind of feeling like I want to be a, a Switch collector the problem is that um, physical on the Switch there's a lot of them out there and it's, uh, some of them are quite hard to get hold of already um, but uh, one of the ones that I am going to pick up is This is the Police 2 because I've played the first title uh, I loved it but not I wasn't very good at it but I recommended it to James who we're hoping will be on the podcast next week and um, he's played through a couple of playthroughs since I recommended it and he, he's been really into it um, and it's one of those games there's sort of strategy so you can play it quite differently um, and um, do a lot better if you kind of know what you're doing and the second time he played it he did a lot better but there's a sequel to it as well called This is the Police 2 and it's retailing on Amazon for about 16.99 for the physical which wow, is that's not bad. which is really good and it, there's a lot of hours in there I don't know um, the second one has a lot of new features in there that the first one doesn't and it, the reviews are kind of mixed but then the first one the reviews were mixed it's a game that I think if you don't like that kind of game if you don't like a kind of management sim type scenario uh, managing a police station um, then you're probably not going to like it but if it is your kind of thing then you, you'll you probably love it and the cutscenes are really well done the voice acting is excellent There's a, the problem with the sound on the first one where sometimes it's just a really loud scene if you're wearing headphones it makes you physically jump but oh my God. which is really frustrating but apart from that um, it's, it's really really good so um, this is the police I think it's on um, you'll get it on the story that you can get the physical copy for about £20 but this is the place to £16.99 I saw it for on Amazon oh not bad I'm just I'm still holding out for my Stardew phys- physical version it's such like a big indie it's game gonna like, it's gonna happen it's gonna happen ah I know it just like I think we've got a physical version in Japan already so I'm just like yeah we're, we're one step of the way there come on Bring don't it you want to make money <laughs> exactly you'll at least get one person buying it in fact I think you'll get a lot more than one um, alright well I think <laughs> That's pretty much it, because normally at this point of the week, we would do the quiz. But because Alistair's not here, it would be very unfair to do uh, a quiz with just you, Anton. So we're going to leave it and we'll bring it back next week with whoever may be on the podcast with us, because Alistair won't be back for a couple of weeks. But we will have somebody else on the podcast next week. So uh, we'll uh, we'll try the quiz out on them and see what kind of knowledge they have. 
You never know, Anton. Yeah. You might actually be in for a challenge. Sorry, Could, Alistair. Oh, <laughs> we're going to have to reset the counter. I know. Call all the... Yeah. Oh, anyway. I'll have to try and yeah, keep a so... note of it all. I'll have to keep a note of uh, what the scores and the doors are as well. That'll be the, the, the difficult bit, you know. But um, yeah. but yeah, so in the meantime, of course, you can get hold of us and you can follow us and you can chat to us on Twitter. Yeah, so uh, we are NSUK podcast on twitter and similarly on facebook and if you wish to get in contact with us via email contact at nsukp.co.uk that's the you one you can contact us via email and you can chop off that last bit and go to our website where we've yes. got all the episodes bios about ourselves this transcripts of all the episodes so if you want to search for a particular topic or thing we may have talked about you can do that yes absolutely and uh, we will be on Twitter throughout the week as well anything that we sort of see that we think you might want to know about we'll be sharing it Anton does a lot of that I tend to try and do more of the replies and the episode stuff but I uh, also I'm on there regularly keeping an eye on stuff and chatting about the uh, the news and the exciting stuff that we're seeing pretty much every day at the moment every day there's something new to talk about so uh, well, long may that continue um, so we will be back next week for episode are we into double figures next week? Yeah episode wow. 10 we're uh, we're almost old enough to like be in our teenage years it's, it's well, crazy. Well we've, we've got a few more years left before we can um, buy cigarettes and alcohol but you know we'll uh, we'll, we'll move on to episode 10 and see how um, how we get on because we will have somebody on the podcast it won't be Alistair he's away for a couple of weeks but myself and Anton will both be back I'm hoping yeah fingers crossed unless uh, <laughs> unless anything goes horribly awry oh, we should that. all be here <laughs> alright we'll be back next week until then have a fabulous week goodbye au revoir